this is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, guys. With your daily devotion for what? September the 3rd. Hope you're having an excellent day. That thing really flew. Guys, I'm always amazed. I know it sounds crazy, but when I throw that thing and it starts just kind of gliding, I, I just kind of feel like I'm with the paper, kind of. You know, I'm just kidding you. You're like, Matt's lost it, man. Hey, today we're going to be in Exodus chapter 4, and it's a great story. Guys, we've all heard of the story of Moses, okay? Guys, you remember the story of Moses, okay? Moses is on the backside of Mount Horrible, okay? He's tending the flock of Jethro. Here, say that ten times. Jethro, Jethro, Jethro. I can't say it. I can't do it. You know, it's not like Hezekiah. Now, I could actually do Hezekiah the other day, but I can't do Jethro. That's free stuff, guys. Listen very carefully. He, he's doing the same thing. He's been doing it. Watch this. For 40 long years, he's been doing it, okay? He's married. He has kids now. God shows up, okay, in a burning bush, in a theophany, okay? He tells Moses, take off your shoes. The place you're standing is what? It's holy ground. God is there, okay? He gives them an assignment. What's the assignment? I want you, Moses, okay? I want you to go to Egypt, okay? Go get my people, okay? Let's get them out of there. Moses says, God, you got to be kidding me. I, I've got, I got, I got, I got, he starts pulling one on God saying, God, I can't speak. You know, I'm not a good spokesperson, which is wrong because we can read in the Bible and other places where he was a what? He was an eloquent speaker, not like, not like Matt, but Moses was a very eloquent speaker, okay? And he was with the best teachers in Egypt. So he knows how to talk, so he's just kind of throwing out the excuses because here's the thing. He doesn't want to do it. We'll make an excuse, okay, for the things we don't want to do and the things we want to do, we end up doing, okay? Well, eventually, watch this very carefully. He finally, uh, he goes to Jethro. He, he, Jethro says, man, you got to obey God. Are you crazy? Okay, he tell, okay, God, I'll go. God encourages him, throws the staff down, turns into a snake. We love the story, okay? On the way to Egypt, there might be a story here that you've never heard. And you're like, what are you talking about? He's on the way to Egypt, okay? He's the spokesperson for Almighty God, okay? I love the stories, okay, around Easter with Moses raising the staff over the ocean and the Red Sea is parting. I mean, Moses was getting it on, getting it done okay all kinds of great stories with Moses okay but he's on the way to Egypt what ends up happening it's our text today okay it's Exodus 4 okay and it reads like text today this is crazy Exodus chapter 4 verse 24 it says this and it came to pass on the way on the way to where it's Moses it's his wife it's his caravan they're going to Egypt on the way at the encampment that the Lord met him and sought to kill him and you're like, what gives? You're kidding. You know what I'm saying? I thought God told Moses, hey, you're to go to Egypt and, you know what I'm saying, let my people go, Pharaoh. Yeah, you're right. But Moses had not obeyed God fully. And you're like, come on, Matt, give it to me. Okay. God, for some time, had commanded Moses, you need to circumcise your son. Okay. It's part of the Abrahamic covenant. You haven't done it. You know what Moses did? Moses did what you and I sometimes do. We hear the voice of the Lord. God tells us something in our life, but we just kind of put it on the back burner or we just kind of act like we didn't hear God or we say, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of that. We'll take care of that, okay? So Moses is about on a task, okay, on the greatest assignment given to man other than Jesus Christ, okay? It's just received. Watch this. One of the greatest commissions in the world, okay? You're going to represent God, okay? And you're going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to say, let my people go. Golly, was it that big of a deal? It is a big deal to God. Friends, when God's asking us to do things, I, again, okay, I went over this last week. A lot of us think of it as a very small thing. We, we don't think it's any big deal. We don't think this. We don't think it matters very much, okay? It matters to God because when we don't immediately act in obedience, it is a direct violation, okay, of his law. 
It's disobedience. Okay, what is it likened unto? It's likened unto rebellion, which is likened unto witchcraft. I'm my own God. I'll do what I want to do. And here's the thing. It can never be like that as Christians. Okay, when we are children of the living God, when we are following our Lord, our Master, our Savior daily, picking up our cross and following the way of the Spirit. Okay, Moses doesn't do it. He kind of puts it on the back burner. He thinks I'll do it later. It's no big deal. It's a big deal to God because of the commission that God just gave him. God can't bless sin. So when God's looking at Moses, what is God seeing? God's seeing there is an act of rebellion in Moses' heart. He hasn't done what I said. He hasn't done what I said. How he, can he do this over here? If he hasn't done this very small thing over here. God, watch this. It says this. He sought to kill him. Now, what is this talking about? This could be a Christophany. It could be a Theophany. Somehow, someway, God has appeared, okay, in human form, okay? I think of it more as a Christophany with Jesus, okay, as the angel of the Lord coming at Moses with the sword. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? It is an act. I'm coming to get you. God could have snapped him, okay? He's trying to what? Would the angel have done it? Yes. God doesn't fool around. Look at, look at, look at, look at. God's not fooling around, guys. If he didn't use Moses, he would have used someone else. It was not Moses' strength that accomplished the miracle. It was all God. Moses was just an object that God used. It could have been anyone else, okay? Yes, he could have killed him, did he? No, but the point was well taken. When an angel of the Lord's coming at you with the sword, you realize, i got to get right. What ends up happening is Moses' wife says something like, Stop, stop, stop! Give me one second! I'll do it! I'll do it! Stop! Please! Please don't kill my husband! Don't, don't kill him! Don't kill my husband! Don't kill my husband! And he calls the son, and the wife circumcises Moses' son. Okay? The angel leaves. And you're like, Oh, you've got to be kidding me! I'm not kidding you. That's how God sees sin in our life. God has given some of us tasks what, what is that, man? I should ask you, what is it? I know every day I'm to wake up and spend time with him because he's my Lord, my Savior, my Master. I, I love the Lord. I need direction. I mean, there's all these different things that I know I need to do daily to keep close to God, to live in righteousness. I can't do it in and of my own strength, so I have to rely on God. But here's the thing. Sin is death. Sin clouds the communication channels with Almighty God. And so listen very carefully. Moses learned this. You and I need to learn this as well. Moses was commanded to do something. He ignored it, okay? As he ignored that, he can't expect God to fully equip him for the task at hand, okay? When he has blatant sin in his life. It's the same thing with what? You and I. It's the same exact thing. There are things that God is asking us to do every day. Some are very small. Some are very large. Okay? Anything God commands us to do is a huge thing in the eyes of God. Because if we disobey God in that small thing, it is an act of rebellion towards Almighty God. We're not listening to God. You know what it's likened unto? It's likened unto treason. Well, you're like, treason? Yeah. And you're like, how, how, how? Well, he's king. He, he's Lord. He's creator. He's savior. He's, he's everything. And, and I, I've heard instructions, but I've decided that I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, I'm going to think about it. I may pray about it. You know what I'm saying? I've got I to reason it out. <clears throat> no, um, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Uh, uh, that's not a good idea, guys. <laughs> okay? No, it's, it's treason against what? It's treason against the throne. It's just like you went up to a king and a king commanded you to do something and you spit in his face and say, I'm not doing it, man. That's how I roll. Here's the thing. That ain't flying. You know what I'm saying? And, and people are rebellious in nature in today's society. I mean, showing such, okay, irreverence towards law officers and judges and other people, okay, that God said in Romans 13 that we are to honor those individuals, okay? But here's the thing. Back in the day during a 
Xerxes' day. Friends, if you even came up to, to came in front of him, then they chopped your head off, okay? Esther could not come before King Xerxes until he dropped the scepter. It didn't roll. I mean, you could play that game and that charade in your mind, but you got your head chopped off. Moses didn't give respect to God. He ignored God. He almost lost his life. If it wasn't for his wife, Okay, standing in the gap for him and taking care of that. And that's probably something she didn't want to do. I bet that was on the honey-do list. Hey, honey, Moses, have you, have you circumcised, uh, you know, Junior? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sanding my staff. <laughs> Look how pretty it is. Uh, you know what I mean? Guys, Henry Blackaby says this about the text. He says, Moses learned that God makes no exceptions regarding his holiness. Okay? When God sets forth a requirement of his people, he most certainly demands it of his leaders. God wanted Moses' life a highway to holiness through which he could bring redemption to millions of people. Moses, if you're not obeying me, why would I expect the Israelites to obey me? If the leaders of the church aren't obeying God, why, why should I? I mean, if the pastor's sleeping around, if the deacons and the elders don't qualify for the office, I mean, is there really any rules? I mean, let's just throw out Timothy and Titus. And here's the thing, when I'm reading the Bible, anything that offends me, let's just rip that page right out of the Bible. Friends, when you do that, it's funny at first, but there won't be much Bible left, okay? Because the Bible has a way of stepping on our toes when we're in sin and when we're in darkness. And if we're even contemplating doing that foolish nonsense, okay, we are in sin and darkness, okay? Let me ask you a question. Are you trying to serve God? Yet you're ignoring something that he's spoken to you, something that he said in your life, it will never work. Look at look at look at it just never works. I've learned this in my life. I, I gotta obey God, especially the last thing that I've heard from him. And, and if you're not in right or standing with God, meaning you heard something and you ran the other way. I've done it a million times, but then he, he ran me right into a storm, okay, or ran me right into a brick wall, or ran, ran me right into a, here, uh, here's your pink slip, okay, meaning that God has a way of doing that, okay, and it's funny that he does it, it is, but it's not, especially if you're in it, but what, what I've learned in life is, I got to think back in this old mind of mine, or, and ask God, Lord, what was the last thing you said to do, and I really didn't hearken unto your voice, okay, obviously it's not circumcision, okay, because I was circumcised as a baby, but oftentimes, if we will address that thing that he spoke to us, we'll realize that things get real clear real quick. The storm, it calms down, okay? The angel with the sword drawn, he's no longer there, okay? Hey guys, let me just share this with you. The last place you ever want to be in this life is in a state of disobedience, meaning this. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. You know what God's asked of you. I mean, honestly, we all do. We're men in the man cave, okay? We're living life, okay? God's asked something. You didn't want to do it. It was going to inconvenience you, and maybe it wasn't even that. Maybe it's just you dug your heels in. You're like, I'm not doing it. I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? We can't ever do that and not call ourselves children of the living God. It's not going to work. Why? Because that's rebellion, which is likened unto witchcraft, okay? Friends, the last thing you want is God coming after you, okay? Because he doesn't lose. You have to realize this. He'll shoot one over the bow two or three times, but then he's coming after you. And you're like, what are you talking about? Friends, here's the thing. You know what I'm talking about. If, if you are going to harden your heart so much that you are just going to do your own thing, and you're going to be a hindrance to the gospel, there is story after story after story after story where God just takes a person, okay? Early on in life, we have the story of Ananias and Sapphira. We have the story of Paul turning one over to Satan for the destruction of their body, okay? We 
we have the sin unto death. We have all of these different things, and they're all kind of interrelated. It's all dealing with the heart. It's all dealing with the self-will. It's all dealing with my agenda. I'm God of my own life. Leave me alone. I just need you to get me to heaven. See, that's so bust. It's so wrong, and God will put up with it so long in his long-suffering, his patience, and forbearance, but then he comes after you. He can't expect, and you can't expect him to do the mighty things that you want him to do in your life when you're in rebellion towards the things he's already asked you to do. He wants to do mighty things. In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says he has a purpose and a plan for your life. Some of those things are so huge, it would blow your mind apart. It's above any of your imaginations, and you're asking for God to equip you and to provide what you need for that endeavor, but you can't have it because you're still in sin and rebellion because you haven't acted upon what he's already spoken in your life. You know what I'm saying, and you know who I'm talking to. You know who I'm talking to. You're watching it. <laughs> you look at look at you're sitting there in your office chair on your iPhone. You look at you know who I'm talking to. What was it he asked you to do? Why was it so hard? You call him God, you call him Lord. If you die tomorrow, do you want to go to heaven? Yeah, man, I want to go to heaven. Why don't you obey him? I mean, would you obey your boss? Tomorrow you go to the work, okay? And the boss comes up to you, the big boss that owns the company, okay? You're making big money. You got insurance. You got the company car. And he says, Matt, the janitor's sick today. The toilet's overflowed. I need you to clean it. And sing the song, take this job and shove it. Don't, don't, ain't working here no more. You're not doing that. What are you going to do? I hope you're not grumbling because you're blessed to have a job. Some of you would do it, but you would grumble. Some of you would do it in Christ, knowing here's the thing, you're going to be rewarded in this life and in heaven. And some of you would say, hey, that's not in my job description. I'm rolling, baby. You make me do that, I'm out the door. Are you stupid? Are you stupid? But that's a great story, but we're not talking about your boss. We're talking about a king. We're talking about the Lord of Lords. We're talking about your savior, master, owner, creator. We're talking about God himself asking you to do something and you throwing it in the I don't want to do file. I'll do it when I want file. And that don't work, okay? Ask Moses, okay? Almost lost his life. Am I saying that God's going to do that to you? No. But I'm saying the last thing you ever want God to do is place you on the shelf because you don't want to listen. Meaning this. Your life's just going to exist of eating, sleeping, and getting up and doing the same thing over and over and over again. There will be none of him in your life. You, you, will, you will be void of everything that he wanted to do because you wanted to do your thing. Your thing and my thing, that never works out. We want to do his thing. All right? Woo! Gangsta talk here in the man cave doing it his way. What ends up happening? Moses learns the lesson, okay? Was it pass-fail? No, it was learn the lesson. It's, it's not so much in life pass-fail with God. The test and the tribulations that we are experiencing are to teach us, okay? If you failed, but you learn, you passed. Do you understand? It, 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 don't get in that concept, okay? Yeah, he did the wrong thing for a while, but when he understood how serious God was about it, he then, he learned that lesson, and now he's moving forward to Egypt. You guys, if you've been to the Easter service, you know the story of the plagues, okay? You understand it, okay? Uh, God always, always gets his way. He doesn't ever lose, and that's good if you're on his team. Hey, this is Matt from the Vanguard.